Hello. Hello, everyone. It really feels like you were just here, Matt Steele. Because I was. <laughs> and, and I'm so nervous because every week on the podcast, we're like, what did you do this week? And we, you know, say random things. But me, I'm just like, I just prepared for midnights. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I feel like people don't understand the mental and emotional preparation and calm down from one of those live streams. It's like, the calm down. It's the calm down. Like after we turn this camera off going live for the regular podcast, we are exhausted. Yes. But after like a live reaction where there's like 11,000 of you <laughs> in the live chat. It wasn't 11,000. It was 1,400 though. It was 1,400, but like I think like total there were like oh, 11,000. Oh yes, 11,000 different people during the yeah, two hours. The we were, came and went. Yes. And we were tired. We were very tired. I was up late editing that video. Would you say you were up at midnight? I mean, yes, I was up. Because I was up when the 3 a.m. track dropped and I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm ignoring these because we've already filmed Matt Steele's across the city already. Good night. <laughs> Taylor. Good night, Taylor. <laughs> Would you write a song about how you were up so late editing this video? No. Okay. <laughs> Not song worthy. Sorry. Taylor would. I bet she would. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And another week has gone by. We don't know what we did besides listen to Taylor Swift, but Matt Steele, think back into the Rolodex of your memory. Or Matt Palmer. Oh. <laughs> think back into the This is how fucked up I am mentally after this album release, okay? I mean, I'm calling Matt Palmer Matt Steele. This is like Call Me By Your Name. Kind of. but um, It's very romantic. I don't foresee that for us, but I, uh, yes, over the course of this week, it was a lot of build up for, uh, if you don't know uh, if you're just listening to the podcast you're like what are you guys talking about we did a live album reaction to taylor swift's new album midnights it's up on our youtube channel and lots of people joined it lots of people watched. thank you if you have watched we really appreciate it and uh so there was a lot of build up for that a lot of come down for that a lot of editing for that uh, i took friday off so mm. friday during the day i woke up i went back to bed i woke up i got lunch got a coffee and did so little and it was lovely uh that night jackson's cousin uh who's at USC had a sketch comedy show that we went to and then we went out with him and found a restaurant. It was hard to find a restaurant that wasn't secretly a bar and they're like, is everyone 21? And it's like, no. <laughs> this cousin's 19. Oh. He can't get in. Uh, I was about so, to be like, you, sir. Yes. They asked me if I was 21 and it was you. a sad time for them. No. So yes, the cousin, not old enough. Uh, but then yesterday we are, yeah, it was yesterday, it was Saturday. We went to uh, a friend had just moved into a new house they are renting, a friend, uh, a couple friend we have. And um, so we went to that couple's house. Then we went to our friend Janie's house. She had some people over last evening. And then today we were going to have a friend over. Uh, Joe was going to come over, but then he got a headache. And then he was like three hours later, like, can I still come over? And I was like... You know, we'll just do something some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. And so today was very lazy. I feel like I am just now becoming a full human again. Um, and I'm happy to be back on Earth, back to being grounded, back to having a world that's not 100% revolving around Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. And Matt Steele, how are you? How was your week? My weekend? week was fine. Yeah. Again, I went to the cinema twice. It's like Tuesdays and Wednesdays have become my movie days. That's fine. That I like designate for myself. Yeah. Um, especially because like the Oscar season is rolling out and some amazing things are coming out. Um, so I went to the movies and we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, again, came here, listened to Taylor Swift and squawked about it <laughs> with all y'all for several hours and That's had a really, fun. really fun time. 
Um, and then Friday, I went to my friend Lauren's. Uh, me and her and uh, our friend Megan, we hung out. We we caught Hocus Pocus too. Oh we, yes, we got into the holiday spirit. Really enjoyed that. I'm glad you ate liked some that. pizza. I haven't had pizza in a long time because I was I had like six slices. Oh, and I was feeling it. The next day. <laughs> Why haven't you had pizza in a long time? I don't know. Well, it's LA. There isn't much pizza around. I mean, there's the Papa John's right up the street. I said pizza, not, not I, fake pizza. That pizza's wonderful. Mm. It's what I grew up on. And I know we don't like the Papa John, but I think he's been, you know, removed from office. So it's just his name. It's not his personhood. Yeah, we were reminiscing about the time that Taylor Swift's face was on a Papa John's box yes. for, to promote Red. And it, what random promotion? It was random. But hey, those pizzas were bought and so was that album. Hey, so hey, that's the thing. It worked. If we learned anything this week, it's that Taylor Swift knows how to sell an album. Should we jump into the first news for idiots? That is a segue, I darling. I mean, there's no other way to talk about it. But Taylor Swift's Midnights is off to a record-breaking start in the U.S. According to initial reports, the album, which was released on October 21st, has sold more than 800,000 copies in the U.S. through its first day across all available formats, multiple digital album downloads, CD, vinyl, and cassette variants. It's the already logged the largest sales week for an album since 2017 and is the top-selling album of 2022. Year-to-date has set a modern-era uh, record for single-week vinyl album sales. Woo! The fact that an album in 2022 is able to sell over a million like unit, unit equivalents, whatever, I don't know how it works. We right. know more about that. Um, is really mind blowing, and as much as we made fun of her for those damn clocks, because it is funny, <laughs> it is funny. The fact that she was selling four vinyls that you had to purchase along with the clock parts. Damn, how many Swifties out there were like, "I'm getting all four vinyls, yes, I'm reordering them, and they're going to get here and be counted the day of this album release, and it's going to go towards her first week sales of a million plus." It's like one sale essentially equals four. Yes, like that is like. Cheating in the best way possible. <laughs> like, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And I'm so glad a lot of kids out there now are going to be able to tell time. But I, I, I don't know. All four of those vinyls with that <laughs> clock thing, that's crazy. But hey, girl, whatever makes you happy. And I'm like, if I were a parent and my child was like, I must buy all four of these vinyls and get the clock parts, please, Dad, can I get it? I'm like... Would I say yes to that? I don't know. I don't know. Because that's that's like $150 altogether, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and you know who doesn't need any more money? Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, I'm paying for your Spotify. Listen to that. I'll I, buy you a clock. Yeah, but the thing is, like, we will be, when, like, we are the fathers and we have the children who love the Taylor Swifts of 20 years from now or yeah. whatever. Like, and they will be like, Dad, I want this pop diva. I need to buy four of her albums so I can put a clock on my wall. <laughs> like, we will be such hypocrites if we're like, no. That's ridiculous well, because we know what it's like to love our pop girlies. I do, but I never bought four vinyls. <laughs> I didn't buy like a hundred dollars worth of merchandise just to put a clock together from Mariah back in my day. Mm. I put a VCR and uh, a VHS tape in the VCR, recorded breakdown off of MTV Live, and That's called it true. a day. It was much easier to get stuff because you were able to record stuff on your VHS, right? And you I know. mean. I guess I will have to see. You got to, you know, we'll see how I feel when I get there. At this point, it seems like a lot. But if you're an adult, like some, you know, friends of ours in the Discord, and you're an adult buying this for yourself, more power to you. Use oh, your money as you would like to. You earned that money. You did. So you spend that money, baby. But the children who didn't earn that money <laughs> are the ones that were really on trial tonight. I like think about it like it's like I had two different sets of all five Spice Girl dolls. Like there were different sets of Spice Girl dolls. Mm. And so when I was little, it's like I had like the one set and then there was another set. And I was like, ooh, like I would love this set too. It's like, I wonder how much they were. And my mother, I imagine, is on the live chat right now. So thinking back to then, mother, thank you so much for those kind. Spice Girl dolls. They are still in those boxes, by the way. Really? In pristine condition. You should sell them. I'm not selling my Spice Girl dolls. I feel like the two options are open them and play with them or keep them together and sell them. What, what use is it to do you keep really, them in their boxes? Do you really think my option now was to open them and play with them? Well, like, no, do you think not, that's what I'm going to do? Not now, but back in the day, I just don't understand why are you keeping them as collector's items just to like look at them in a box? Well, because like in the box, the box is a part of the collector item. Like to not take it out of the box is like a thing to do. Oh. Like you don't like, I'm not like an action figure collector or whatever, but like right. a big thing they do is like they keep it in the box. Like that, that, uh, 
ups its value, I believe. Or right, but I, that's what I'm to. saying. It's why you would sell it. My, my children will sell them when I die. <laughs> and they'll be worth so much money. I think by the time you die, people are going to be like, who the fuck are the Spice Girls? <laughs> they will... Absolutely That's not. That's how life goes. No. We must all admit that time goes on. Maybe if, well, I do fully intend to die when I'm like 150 plus. <laughs> so maybe we will be so far in the future that they will be like, huh, Spice Girls. I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Um, So Taylor Swift also dropped a very special, very chaotic surprise, which was the 3 a.m. version that everyone in our YouTube comments has been reminding us about. So seven additional tracks were added to the 13 tracks on the standard edition and they went up on streaming the songs are uh the great war better than the whole sky paris high infidelity glitch would have could have should have and dear reader um of these songs which of the ones are the ones you said are worth their salt should be on the album My, the two that i think could definitely make the album are definitely the great war yeah i think i really love the melody i like how it builds i think yeah. it's great um, and it feels classic in a sort of way. Yeah. Um, and also would have, could have, should have. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's drama, baby. It is very specific, and it's great. And it's great, and the people can put the pieces together as to who we're talking about, which midnight we're talking about. Yes. And I think that is the one that I'm like, I would have liked to hear this on the album. Yeah, sure. especially because like she essentially reveals like this is when I you know lost yeah. it, which. And if you listen to Dear John, you could have assumed. You could have assumed. But also people had questions about the red scarf. So was it was it John or was it Jake? <laughs> we don't know. We know now. I guess we know now. We know but the now. thing is, it's like, I'm surprised she didn't put it on the album. A, because it's great. And B, because like you would think she would want to put it on because like that's more drama. That gets more people to listen right. to the regular album. Well, maybe she's saving for Dear John 10-minute version when Speak Now, oh, Taylor's well, version comes now out. Now that we know what we know, I mean, that Dear John 10-minute version is going to be incredible. That would be something. Yeah. I do also like Paris. I like that in High Infidelity, she keeps singing my fucking birthday. I know. What happened on your birthday? I don't even know. I'm like listening through. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, April 29th. What are we talking about? I'm invested. So I appreciated that very much. Yeah, I, I did like High Infidelity as well. Paris and High Infidelity. Yeah, like if, Paris are, is yeah, nice. Paris yeah, if, nice. if they were both on the album, I'd be like, okay, this this is fine on the album the, as well. The only two that I'm like, I never needed to hear this were Dear Reader and uh, Glitch. Glitch, we're doing something different. We're doing something different. But um, B-side. B-side. Bonus B-side. deluxe 3 a.m. Sure. edition. Sure. And so, bigger than the whole sky. Nice. Fine. Nice. Nice. Yeah, sure. Um. So yeah, that's our feelings on the 3 a.m. track. She released a... Um, First music video from the album, she released Antihero. Uh, this featured John Early, who plays her gay son in the future at her <laughs> at her funeral, which is very funny. Um, but it's, you know, it, I think that is cute and good and does, you know, and is fine. But I am wondering if it's a full visual album at this point or if there are just several music videos already in the can that are going to be rolling out in the coming weeks. Because it didn't feel like... Uh, I think even from the trailer, it didn't feel like we were telling a singular story like a lemonade. Mm-hmm. But I also just am not thinking that there are visuals for every single song. But you never know. You never know. I mean, she has surprised us before and she will surprise us again. It's very, very true. I mean, true. the fact that she like dropped a bomb three hours after the album came out. Like, yes. It's like we couldn't even have like 12 hours to breathe, Taylor. You're going to drop 3 a.m. on us? How I, dare you? <laughs> I mean, I'm very excited to see what um, Laura Dern is doing in these visuals. Right? <laughs> because she is credited as a part of the Taylor Swift visual component. I could see her playing an older Taylor, oh. like Taylor in the future or maybe Taylor's mother. Yes. Hmm. Everyone stay tuned because Midnight's is just starting. Uh, And it also broke the record for Spotify's most album streams in a single day. Just like she's really doing good. It's like just when you think like, oh, is Taylor Swift still like the biggest thing? Yes. It's like, oh, you know, she's released so much folklore than everyone. And then read Taylor's version. Ah, we're tired. Yeah, yeah. Nope. People aren't tired. No, I guess they're not tired. They're looking at that clock. Yes. And they're just like, time for new Taylor, baby. Yes, they're waiting till the next midnight comes out. All right, so moving on from Miss Swift, congratulations to her and all her success this week. Very, very impressive stuff. I feel like one day we won't talk about Olivia Wilde and her and Don't Worry Darling and Jason Sudeikis, all of this, but the nanny has gone to the press. The nanny. And it's always the nanny. Which, by the way, I feel for the nanny in a one, you know, on one hand, because like it does sound like it was a very 
problematic environment to work in. Uh, apparently, Jason Sudeikis allegedly threw himself under Olivia Wilde's car to prevent her from leaving to visit Harry Styles, their former nanny claims. Sudeikis found out about Wilde and Styles from an Apple Watch she left behind. Wilde made a salad for Styles when she wanted to leave Sudeikis. Uh, laid down under her car so she couldn't leave. Sudeikis spends his nights drinking and bitching to the nanny. Nanny has a bunch of texts to prove all of this. Um, Sudeikis fired the nanny late at night when he was drunk and discovered that the nanny was texting with Olivia. It just seems like there's a lot going on in that home. There's a lot. You know what I feel like this could be? Like, you know how a big thing now is to do a reboot, but like a darker version of the reboot? Sure. This could be the dark reboot of the nanny. (laughs) That's the thing. We got to get Fran Drescher on the line. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were going to reboot it. There was a rumor going around that Cardi B was going to be the nanny. Yeah. What I would love it if Cardi B was the nanny, but it was also dramatic, and she won the Emmy for Actress in a Drama. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that I want. <laughs> I want Cardi B to be having more fun on set than having to deal with, like, traumatic, famous people. All right, well, here's, Even, my, here's my vision. Everything yeah. around Cardi B is dramatic, but okay. Cardi B is like the singular funny thing happening, and she's just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> All right, I'd watch that. As like Riverdale is happening around her. Hey. I think that'd be funny as You gotta hell. pitch that. Get, yeah. get in the room where it happens. Tell them, because it's not bad. The rumor is the nanny wasn't paid for the interview, which doesn't make sense to me. Oh, huh, really? Jason and the nanny were stunned when paparazzi photos of Harry and Olivia uh, at a wedding appeared on January 6th. Olivia gave away her dog, Gordon, within weeks of dating Harry. We have to find Gordon a new home, she said nonchalantly. Jason and Olivia only had the dog for appearances anyway and rarely cared for him. It's just like this goes on and on and on. And it's like these people just need to be separate. Let's just <laughs> have them be separate. Let's get those kids in a stable environment. Let's get Gordon a home. Let's get Gordon a home. I think I did hear that an update on Gordon that Gordon was in a loving home. Oh, that's good. Yes. This is very um, Housewives of Beverly Hills when Dorit had to give back Lucy Lucy Apple Juice, who was adopted from Vanderpump Dogs, and that was a season-long drama that ended with LVP leaving this franchise. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy Lucy Apple Juice. Lucy Lucy Apple Juice. And it should be Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy, right? Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> we as Bravo fans are always like, why juice? It doesn't even fucking rhyme. Like, we were mad at the name. But then it was like, did Lisa Vanderpump like plant stories about this to radar online to make Dorit look bad? The ladies turned on her and she's never been seen again. Wow. Oh, Lucy. I, that that has to be Cardi B's dog's name <laughs> in the, the funny slash dramatic reboot of The Nanny. Yes. Yes. Lucy, Lucy, apple juice. Never forget. You know what? Never forget that. Um, Apparently, George, James Corden is a piece of shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Has he come into your restaurant is the question. No, okay. I ha- I am unscathed by uh, James Corden's, uh, cus- uh, 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 what's it called, waiter treatment. Uh, but uh, other people are not, apparently. That, it's true. Apparently, Keith McNally, an NYC restaurateur who owns several places, has taken to Instagram to inform the public that James Corden is banned from his restaurants after his continued mistreatment of the staff. He called him a tiny cretin of a man. Um, that Corden would be an asshole and then demand free drinks for his troubles. I also believe that... Um, James Corden then called this guy, the owner of all these restaurants, apologized. And then Keith McNally went back to Instagram being like, James Corden called me and apologized. He's welcome anytime so he can come back and be an asshole. And I think James Corden has come out about it saying like, I don't apologize for anything I did. Uh, 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 so uh, did he apologize or did he not? It That's seems the like question. he apo- apologized privately to this man, but stands by his behavior and feels like, you know, there are two worlds. No one's thinking about this in real life, but on Twitter, I'm getting getting eaten alive. And it's like, it's not a lot to ask that you treat people not like an asshole. Well, I don't know if he's like, it's so much him get standing by his behavior. I think it's more so him trying to pretend like this behavior never existed. Right. This person's lying. So, guys, who knows what's true? All I have to say is I'm relieved that there is finally, apparently, uh, a reason to dislike James Because <laughs> <Corden. laughs> 
for years I've been like, why do people dislike him so vehemently on social media? Like, I don't get it. What has he done? He hasn't done anything to anybody. I, I but now at least there's a, an alleged story. I don't know if it's true, but at least there's something. I think it was probably overexposure. Sure. People didn't like that uh, his segment beating Beyonce homecoming at the Emmys or whatever. Well, we are and in, always forever mad at anyone who beats Beyonce. Absolutely. Right? Adele 25 looking at you. <laughs> but look, Adele's mad at herself. I mean, as she should be. <laughs> I'm blaming the album, not Adele herself. Um, and yeah, I think it was mostly just overexposure. Every time you went to see a movie musical, he'd pop up and people would, you know, just get a little agitated. Overexposure is a real thing. Overexposure, people do get mad about overexposure, yes. but then like eight years after the fact, people go, you know what? We were wrong. We shouldn't have been. <laughs> like Anne Hathaway, like I know. in 2012, the big thing was to like hate Anne Hathaway. And then eight years later, the big thing now is to be like, I never disliked Anne Hathaway. I, I thought know. it was horrible how people were hating her for no reason. It's like, shut up. You were probably just as vocal as all those other people who were hating on it's her. And, true. But now you just realize that like, oh, maybe we shouldn't just hate people just because they're overexposed. I don't think in eight years, people are going to be feeling bad about James Corden. I don't. I think that's an arc for like people like ladies who have been mistreated okay <laughs> james is fine the anne hathaways the Jen- like jennifer lawrence Absolutely. for a bit was over people thought she was overexposed so they yes. just like hated her for no reason and she's like what the fuck did i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't foresee that for james but hey prove me wrong i okay. could see it happening um in news that's very exciting for the people that come on the live chat recordings of these this podcast rihanna's uh it's been reported by Hits Daily Double that Rihanna has recorded two original songs that are set to be included on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. This is exciting for a million reasons. Obviously, we are excited Rihanna's back with new music. Hopefully, this is going to be involved in her Savage Fenty show and maybe even the Super Bowl. But also, we have an insider in the chat who told us about this weeks prior, and it is coming to fruition. So, Jay, if you're out there... You got the tea, babe. You got the tea. And we appreciate it. We love you. And we are so excited for future Academy Award winner, Rihanna. Hello. Oh, I mean, come on. Like, I'm sure both songs will be fucking amazing. I can't wait. And I just worry that, like, like, what if they both, like, split the vote? Uh, I mean, I feel like you just got to submit one. That's the okay. that was the Dream Girls issue. They submitted all of those original submitted songs. All those songs. Not even patience. <laughs> Why would you submit patience? It's bad. Just they should have done listen. I don't think Rihanna will make that mistake. She saw Beyonce before. Her. She's very savvy. Very savvy. Rihanna's very Rihanna, if you're out there listening to two game ads, just submit one. Submit hey, the best one. Savage X Fenty. It should be savvy X Fenty. Am I right? Listen to that too. <laughs> uh Carrie Underwood is says that it is um upsetting to her. When singers can't hit their notes and when they change keys in, sorry, what was the word? Deflating. When singers can't hit their notes or when they change keys in their performances. Her quote is, I love to sing. I've always taken pride in the work I've put in my vocals. I do want to sound good growing up and going to concerts or seeing my favorite artists on TV. If they didn't sound like they were supposed to sound, it was always so deflating. I'd lose respect for them. Or when I'd go to a concert and hear them drop keys, I was like, you can't hit the notes. Why would you record them if you can't sing them? That stuff is important to me. I have a few things to say about this. Okay. I feel that everyone feels this way when they are vocally very capable. No one can fight age. There will come a day where Carrie Underwood has been singing her fucking face off for decades at a time in which she's going to need to lower Bahori sheets or Inside Your Heaven or whatever the fuck she sings at her concerts. It's just like we all feel like this is how everything should be except for the fact that like Time doesn't matter. Aging is not going to be like, well, if you work hard enough and you are do everything perfectly, like at a certain age, age is just going to catch up to you. Like it will, you are not going to sound the way you sounded at 25, at 21. And we should stop expecting, especially these big belting pop divas to do that. Cause it's like, A, none of the artists that are out now can sing like that. <laughs> none of you can sing like Mariah on her worst day today. All the girls out now couldn't touch the hem of her garment. So I just think it's and a, even if you can hit a note higher, you can't you don't have the musicality you that don't. she has. It just I feel like we put so much pressure on people to sound and to stay in the box that we have imagined them to be in where it's like if they don't hit every note that I've heard on the radio, then they are a failure. They're a flop and like everything's gone to shit. And for me, it's like. They've done so much for us. Those po- like Whitney, Mariah, Celine, the girls back in the day were fucking singing. And it's like if they have to change the key, just be happy that you're in their presence, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Like 
I didn't like that she's anti-vax and like those comments. I didn't like this just because it felt like someone who had not aged yet. Like at some point you will be the old person and someone will say that when you're up there singing before he cheats in like alto range. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to happen. Well, I mean, that's 100% a fact. Even if you're not a singer, the human voice deteriorates Period. over time. Like it changes and it's different. That doesn't make it work. Like it can add special colors and timbers to the voice, yes. which like, you know, like Mariah now has like such a beautiful timber, like when yes. she records and it's gorgeous and which like she didn't have when she was a much younger age because right. I mean, well, she's still young, but <laughs> when she didn't have some time ago yes. because like. She was a child then, yes. you know. So just things naturally change. I watched a wonderful video by uh, uh, where it was Christy Whitehead, who was a dancer on Broadway. She was mm. in the revival of A Chorus Line, and she's talking to young dancers, and she's like, there's a line in What I Did for Love in A Chorus Line that says, the gift was ours to borrow, mm. meaning like, you know, your body changes Woo. with time, and so like your dancing will change with time. And she's like, I do not dance like how I danced 10 years ago. Right. I still, I dance like myself now, which yeah. I love. I, I dance like me and I love how I dance now, but I don't dance like how I did 10 years ago. And 10 years from now, you won't dance the same way you danced 10 years mm. ago, but you will you will dance as you then, which is still just as worth something, you know? Totally. And another thing I have to say about this, Ooh. about singers specifically is, it is their song. And they Hello? can do whatever the fuck they want to do with that arrangement. Yeah, it's It's not... On Broadway, like there is some because the composers write in a specific key, and that sure. is part of the writing. And sometimes you you shouldn't change that. I mean, yes. depending on if it's like a big star going in, like sure, change the key, <laughs> but like to sell tickets and everything. But like it was written a specific way for a reason, so that is the actual writer that's separate from the performer performing it. Yes. But when it is Mariah Carey singing Mariah Carey's music, she can. Do a piano arrangement. She can do a jazz arrangement. Right. She can do an uh, arrangement in I don't Farsi or something, <laughs> and she can sing it in whatever key she right. wants because that is her. So, like that is whoever singer, whatever singer it is, that is their song. They right. can do whatever they want to do with it. Sing it twelve octaves down. It just, yes. who cares? I that, just you are like, the artist. Like you said, it's like our bodies are always going to change, and it's going to be at what it is in your peak time. It's going to be like that, but like. It's like Britney dancing. It's like Gaga dancing. It's like everyone's artistry is going to evolve with them as a person. We all have to grow. Our bodies are going to change. And our artistry is still alive. And even if you have to change the key, write songs lower, whatever the fuck, you're still sharing your art. And that's what is important. You're not only valid when you're young. You yes. know what I mean? Like, that's the long and short of it. I mean, we've been making these videos for almost a decade, and baby, they are in their prime now. <laughs> yes, it's true. And they're just going to get even better. Hello? So please like and subscribe. Yes, <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Everything's going to turn into promo. I love that. Um, okay, is there one more? Oh, I just need to say, I feel like I'm just going to end every fucking, well, before your patty thing. <laughs> Kanye West is a bigot. Do not buy things from Kanye West. Do not stream his music. Like, did you see the 405 thing? Yes. The people hanging the signs yeah. over? He's disgusting. Balenciaga has cut ties with him. Pressure Adidas to cut ties with him. This person is dangerous. Don't ever listen to a podcast in which he is a guest. This person is a horrible person that's spewing, like, venom into the world. And w- the world is getting sicker and having a platform to stand on because of it. Kanye's disgusting. He, even if he has mental health challenges, that doesn't take away from the fact that he's a bigot. And we should be paying no attention to him. He should be cut off from every person in the world. Like, he is a disease. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, Patty LaPone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a long story. So um right. w- wish us the best. Yes. You should have we should have prepped this. You should have <laughs> prepped this. I didn't know what the story was. <laughs> so okay. Uh rewind uh maybe two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Okay. Uh there was uh something that happened at Hades Town, a uh Lilius White, who is a performer in Hades Town, I guess called out a girl in the front row who was using her cell phone. Mm. And by calling out, I think she just sort of like made note of her, just like being like, hey, I see ya. No one really knows exactly what happened. Right. Um, it turns out that this young woman using her phone was not recording anything, which Lilius White thought she was doing. She was, uh, I believe, partially deaf and partially blind. So she was using an app on her phone that gave closed captions. That's great. Lily- and so Lilius White did not know this. Lilius White apologized. And was like, oh, I didn't know, uh, and proceeded to say, well, um, well, and then Lilius White got a lot of hate online, saying mm. like, how dare you go after this girl live on stage in front of the thousand people that are in the audience and everything. Mm. Lilius White was like, 
I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um, and proceeded to say, well, it was the house's responsibility, the house manager's responsibility to tell the actors there will be someone mm. in the front row who needs to use this device so right. that we know and everything. So then Lilius White got even more hate saying um, that uh, it's, it's not right for, you know, a person who at, might have these issues to tell, have it be exposed to everyone. Mm. Like it's a privacy issue and everything. So Oof. it's a very nuanced discussion and it's very hard to figure out what the right solution is. So Lily's white got a lot of flack by people and got a lot of horrible private messages from people being like, you are ableist. You are horrible. How dare you? Fuck you. And everything sure. like really horrible things. So that was going on for a couple of days. Then a couple of days later, the narrative line, people were saying like, well, wait a minute. How come when Lilius White calls someone out in the like live on stage, she gets flack, but yet Patty Lapone is celebrated for mm. it. And so people were like, that's not fair. Like, why are we attacking the black woman? I was going to say Lilius White is black. Yes. yes. And why are we attacking the black woman when this white woman, Patty Lapone, can get away with it? And she's like lauded as this diva and everything. And so then people were mad about that and everything. It was a huge, like, crazy domino effect that spiraled into craziness. And so Patti Lapone this week just tweeted, quite a week on Broadway. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Seeing my name being bandied about. Mm. Gave up my equity card. No longer a part of that circus. Figure it out. (laughs) And so everyone was like, wait a minute. So all of this scandal is now, like, Somehow revealing that Patty Lapone has quit the actors' union, <laughs> wow. the stage actors' union. So everyone was like, "Wait a minute, is Patty Lapone like retiring? Is she giving up the stage?" Like everyone was in full-fledged panic. <laughs> and so Patty Lapone gave a couple more interviews where she was just like, "You know, I don't feel like the union is doing like much to help me." And also, she's like, "You know, I'm getting a little older, and I'm not going to be on stage as frequently. Okay, and, but I can st- I can still perform." At- on like a guest contract and everything. And then she went on to talk about how she feels like Broadway has been a little, uh, uh, Vegasified. And they, she, at first she was like, they're dumbing down the audience. And mm. then I think she caught herself and was like, I, that doesn't sound great. Like not because the audience is still, uh, very smart. Right. Um, but it's just that they're Broadway isn't giving space for like new creative uh, art to flourish like and she's like it's a place where plays cannot have long runs which is mm. very true and very much a shame um and she's like so i'm just i'm not happy with the direction that you know professional theater is going in and uh and so i'm j- i've just decided to leave the union and they and they told me if i leave then i would have to like reapply and everything and it's like you're gonna make patty lapone reapply, but whatever and so she's just like well fuck you i'm, I'm <laughs> leaving the union but like also and well and so everyone is was arguing about Patty Lapone saying like, how dare she quit the union because she does they're like, she's probably just rich and she doesn't want to like pay for other people's healthcare and everything. And it's mm. kind of just like, well guys, like it's Patty's expense. Yeah. If she knows like she's not going to be on stage, like as much as she like was in the past, like she's like, I'm going to cut this expense yeah. guys. Like, She's Patty, she she's a an adult. She can do whatever she wants with her money. Like you can't force someone to maintain a membership of something if they don't feel like they're going to get as much out of the membership as they used to. Right. So that was just a huge thing. It's like, is Patty retiring? Is she not retiring? What does this mean? But what about Lilius White? But what about this? It's wow. Like it was just pure chaos. Your Twitter looks completely different than mine, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yes, I'm sure it does. <laughs> I have not seen the words Patty Lapone. That's my crazy. entire feed since we since I we sat here to do the podcast. Not one. Wow, but yet you still got all those Big Brother tweets on your thread. I have so much Jailer content. I I'm just, still getting Jailer content. Uh, the guys, only thing I see, guys, look, I am the biggest Big Brother fan ever, but like, I'm tired of hearing about them. <laughs> like, I'm so happy for them. I love Taylor. I love her new boyfriend, Joseph. They're a wonderful couple. I was rooting for them and they're adorable. But Are like, they for real dating? They're like, oh, the what? thing is, I want them to confirm it and then I can just like let it be. It's like they're dropping like the little subtle Taylor like. I was gonna hints. say this is a Taylor move. Yes, they're, they're very much doing that. Taylor, Taylor, <laughs> like, everyone named Taylor is a mastermind. That's mm, just a fact. We I learned. Guess. We learned. But I'm just, I'm just like guys. 
the season's over. We need to move on from like, I hope they live happy lives. I can't wait to see them on a season when they come back as like returnees or and whatever. And I hope Taylor gets a job on like Entertainment Tonight or something. Oh, She's she'd gorgeous. be amazing. She'd be great. But I, yes, even though I like the idea of them being together, I, I, even I see it too much. <laughs> even I somehow, just sitting next to you. See it too much, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're not, we're also not people who like hardcore like ship people. No. Like we're kind of just like, oh, people are together. Hope um, they're the happy. The women are happy. <laughs> <laughs> Hope the men treat them right yes. and buy them nice things. Absolutely. Yeah. So is there any other news for idiots you'd like to share with the people? I don't think so, guys. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Game Match, the podcast. We'll be back. Stay we tuned. Will. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ah, oh, we're back. We're back, y'all. What a restful time it was. It was so restful. I yeah. took a nap. You did you? Oh, you don't. You look about the same. You don't look as well rested as I do. What part of the podcast are we in, Matt Steele? We're on email, my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email, my heart, if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Or if you are watching this video on YouTube, you can comment below a question and it might get read on the air. Who it knows? Maybe might. So the first question is... Lord, I was not prepared for this. Do you want me to start? I have my. Oh, yeah, you start with yours. Yes, because someone reached out to me directly, which was nice. This is coming from Katie. Hi, Matt. I love your podcast. Uh, I was going to email it and to email my heart, but I figured I would just slide into your DMs. My husband and I want to get a video game system. You always talk about how much fun you have at parties or with other people playing, and I wonder if you could give me some console and game recs. I would like a virtual reality component too for exercise, maybe. Let me know what you got if you have the time. Thanks. Uh, I'm a Switch boy. I'm a Nintendo person. I love lots of party games with that. There's a, honestly a Switch version of Monopoly, which is very long, but very fun. As someone who was never super into like the board game Monopoly, it has really fun graphics. It's like the, the um, trading is much easier. I don't know. I just would recommend the Monopoly on Switch. I also am a big Mario Party person, and I think Mario Party All-Stars is the best Mario Party of them all for Switch. And because you don't have to just use the like half remote thing that you have to use for the Mario Party that was made directly for Switch. So Mario Party All-Stars would be my recommendation. I think they do have like an exercise-y workout game. I need to look up the name of it. I haven't played it, but it does look fun, and I'm always curious to play it and I'm like that would be so much money they'd get all the other parts with it but then you get to exercise while playing a Switch which amazing uh, and then lastly uh, for virtual reality specifically I've played the Oculus a couple of times which I think is actually a Facebook system which is like everyone's making a fucking video game system but the Oculus is great and really fun and I remember playing Beat Saber which is essentially like um like, uh, what are the kind of, like, dr- what was the drumming game? Remember the ba- Garage Band? Is sure, that what it was that for Nintendo? Right. Okay, sure. it's basically that, but a virtual reality, and you have, like, the drumsticks in your hand, and you have to, like, slice with a blade. The box is on beat. It's very fun, and um, it took me a second to get a hang- the hang of it, but I'd recommend the Oculus and the Switch and those games. I, that stuff, like, virtual <laughs> reality, virtual reality freaks me. I will never put a thing on Wait, my why? head. why? Never. It's fun. No, never. I do not want to feel like I'm immersed in like this world. Never, ever, ever. Even if it's not a scary world, like it's not like no, there's. I don't want it. Why? I don't want it. Available now. Available now. Why? Because it's creepy and you don't know what's happening around you. But also this like, I, like you know why I'm afraid of outer space probably oh. because of planetariums and like looking like they would like have you like look up and like it would just be all encompassing and so, and like you, you but couldn't see in your periphery. But like, it's like the beautiful. world around you. No. It's like you see the stars, you see light. It's like seeing the game everywhere you look is a different part of the game. I don't want it. I want to see the beauty like in front of me, but also have the regular world in my periphery so I I can have some context. I I think the beauty is in the context in knowing like, ah, yes, this piece of art that is is in the world that I am in. I feel like, and we'll see how it goes, how life goes, 
Things are moving in a VR direction, babe. Like I think well, there are going think to I'm be ever going to play a video. Whether like it's, I think there's the going to be different forms of art that you are going to be missing out on if you don't get over this hump. So you should start working that out now internally or with a professional. Okay. Okay. Well, well if there's like theater that is suddenly an Oculus, yes. I hope Patty Lapone rejoins the union. <laughs> you know she will to do all that and everything, and they pay her a buttload of money. You know they will. Uh, so another question comes to us from Taylor. Oh no. Oh. Taylor Swift, Taylor, Taylor. From, from Big Brother. So many Taylors, so little time. Probably another Taylor. Um, this Taylor's also probably a mastermind because they all are. Uh, leaking to the max. Mm. Email my heart. Hey, Matt, coming from another Taylor. Hope that Midnight's is everything we hoped for lyrically and sonically. Writing this email on Wednesday, so fingers crossed. This week, it was reported that Ava Max's new album, Diamonds and Dance Floors, has leaked almost three months ahead of schedule. Wow. Um, Sucks. She even came on social media like Dua Lipa and talked to fans about the unfortunate news. It was apparently all due to an accidental shipment of vinyls to fans who pre-ordered. It was supposed to be released later this month, but due to other artists, a.k.a. Taylor Swift, fans think she moved it to avoid all the streaming conflicts. Mm. R.I.P. Carly Rae's The Loneliest Time still coming out on Friday. <laughs> I'll talk about that album too. At some it's point. out. Um, uh, Matt Palmer, for someone who lives into the world of music, do you think it's smart to just release the album earlier now that it's leaked in full or keep it on schedule i'm also hearing from twitter peeps about the album that the album is future nostalgia 2.0 with no skips bops with no skip bops (laughs) Uh, (laughs) thoughts on what she should do and thoughts on leak culture in general she literally has to release it Mm -hmm. as soon as possible because i mean she's still a newish artist she has a very you know vocal fan base but to have those people be excited and keep that level of intensity of excitement for this album and not listen to the leak for three months. Three months is crazy. Knowing that before. people, like that it's out and available in the world, you have to put it out. I wonder because it was like an accidental shipping thing, like do you think there's like a lawsuit that can happen? But it's that's like, like, no, it's not like it's shipped from a record store. It's shipped from her website. Like it's like her her label, her website, they had pre-ordered these vinyls when like the release date was the 21st. Uh-huh. It's not like you could blame Amazon for this. Who did they sue them? They're themselves? They oh. did this. This is Ava Max, by the way, if you were confused. And so my thought is if I were her, I'd want the album out and available to be streamed, if nothing else, as soon as possible. I feel like that's the only way that you can kind of keep the momentum alive. Um because this is just like such a big snafu. The music is out there in a way that's kind of legal. And then it got leaked because like there's no way it wasn't going to get leaked. I don't know. I just think there's no way around at this point. Put it out as soon as possible. I get wanting to move your date because of Taylor. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it needed to be three months in the first place. And B, you should have, someone should have thought about the vinyls. It's not Ava's fault. She's busy getting her hair balanced or whatever. <laughs> So that she should that shouldn't be on her plate, but someone should have thought about the vine. It's just a very big snafu that I would be furious. Oh about. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I just feel for her. I maybe like play up the whole like mess of it all and just be like, "Lol, guys," and try to like make it a, more of a media known thing to mm. the world and everything. Being like, "This happened. This happened," and I'm so upset about it. So please buy it. Like and it's, available know, it's available on now. Streaming. So yes. maybe that'll get more people being like, "What is this album?" Because apparently it's great, according to people who know. That's good. So people who have the vinyls, I, I guess. know, right? So so yeah, I I. Agree with you they'd get a really smart smart marketing person right to be like do it this way all right do you want to do another email or do you want to jump into we can do uh, another email just because it's really quick okay let's hear uh, it. this one's from durga hey durga funny girl dear matt i really hope you get this because i'm sending it in an hour or two before the recording <laughs> she really did matt seal be proud of me because i watched the funny girl movie on netflix yesterday and loved it oh my god the music the dramatics just stunning do the both of you have any other classic movie recommendations from me that are on netflix or prime big hugs and a very happy diwali Oh, happy Diwali to you too! Classic, mo- classic movies. Do you love Matt Palmer? None, Matt okay. Steele. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what about you? I mean, the thing that stumps me about this question is the on Netflix or Prime thing because mm. I don't know if these movies are on Netflix or Prime. But my favorite, I'm, by classic, I'm assuming like pre 1960 is what I'm considering like a classic in the sense that she is. Um, I my favorites are Anti Mame to me is like the greatest comedy like pre-1990 ever. Like, it is the funniest movie. It's brilliant. Rosalind Russell is so genius in it. So if that is on Netflix or Prime, please 
watch it. If it's not, girl, buy it. It's <laughs> it is worth every single penny. Obviously, I'm a huge fan about All About Eve. I did a semi adaptation movie about it. Eve was available now. Yes. Um, that's like basically the story. Um, so yeah, I would say those are my two favorites as far as classic movies go. All right. Yeah. Well, Matt Steele, I have one more question for yes, you. Yes, Matt Palmer. What? Has been giving you moments, darling. I told you I went to the cinema again. I, I heard that. So I saw two movies. Okay. Uh, one of them I saw is a uh, South Korean film called Decision to Leave. Uh, it is directed by Park Chan-wook, and it is like a very stylized, like sexy, a little scary, a little funny, like crime romance thriller hmm. about this detective and uh, someone suspiciously fell off of a mountain and he's like people are suspecting the wife, but then the detective sort of like starts to fall in love with the wife. And oh. it, it, the way it is directed is so brilliant. The transitions, like it is so creative how everything is done. Like visually it is so interesting. And, and, and I was like, so just wowed by everything visually I was seeing on the screen. And it's just like the stories like really captivating. And I really enjoyed it. If you can, it's not at many theaters, I don't believe, but if you can somehow catch it, please do. It's called decision to leave. But I also saw the movie till mm. the day before Danielle Deadweiler is so phenomenal wow. in this movie. It obviously um, is a movie about the story of um, Emmett Till's mother, Mamie. Emmett Till was a young boy who uh, went from Chicago to Mississippi to visit his cousins back in 1955. And uh, uh, I, I like whistled at a uh, white woman in a store in Mississippi her horrible people who were her family and friends or whatever came and and did horrible things to Emmett Till and killed him and his body was severely disfigured mm. and Mamie Till famously had the funeral be an open casket funeral so that there would be press so Jesus. that the pictures of her son would be broadcast to the country because because before this like if something like this happened if there were lynchings or stuff like that like people didn't know about it because there weren't the visuals there mm. weren't pictures of it and everything but Mamie Till was just like everyone will see what happened to my son because he wasn't just my son he was everyone's son and what happens to one of us happens to us all and everyone needs to be aware of this mm. white black everything and it was just it, and just like the strength that this woman have ha, had obviously just goes without saying. And it's really surprising that a movie based on this event, like a major Hollywood motion picture based on this event, like didn't happen until just recently because mm. it, it was such a monumental moment in this, like during the civil rights movement that like kickstarted the civil rights movement essentially. Um, and, but I'm so glad that it's out now because I cannot think of a better person to play this role than Danielle wow. Deadwell. She she has this scene. She has a number of amazing scenes. Obviously, like some of the scenes are just like so gut wrenching. They're just like so hard to watch. Um, but there's one scene in particular that is all in one take, and it mm. is when she is in the court and she is being um, uh, interviewed by both sides, the prosecution and the defense, and the range of emotions that she goes through in this like two and a half, three minute scene is just spellbinding. And the, like, I, I can't even begin to describe how well acted this scene is. Wow. She, like the strength that she portrays in this scene and just the rage that she has, that she knows that she has to contain is just, you're just, I was like clutching my armchair the whole time. Hey, just because the movie is like, so devastating yeah. and everything. But a great thing about it that the director um, said is she was very much like, I don't want to show any violence okay. towards black, I like that. For black bodies I in like this that. movie whatsoever. So you don't see anything uh, of the the murder of this poor young boy. Um, and she's like, so that she was like, that was one rule I had that there will be no like visual violence in this movie because we're tired of seeing it. Yes. And also this movie will begin and end with joy. So it begins and ends on two like very joyful, lovely, beautiful notes. So, okay. All it's right. Obviously a very important movie for people to see. And I think a great movie for, you know, teachers to show their students. I mean, I remember hearing about the story throughout, you know, my you know, elementary and middle and high school mm. education, like several times and everything. But, you know, kids do love 
movies in school and yes, it, like it helps absolutely. you learn and everything. So this movie is just fantastic in all regards. Everyone should see it. It's so important. And Whoopi Goldberg's great in it too. Well, I, I mean, I'm glad you told me the news about the, you know, and not having the violence in yeah. it. And uh, that it begins and ends with a joy because that was going to be hard for me. As you were describing it, as amazing as those scenes sounded, I was like, I will not be watching this. <laughs> it's, I it's devastating. don't know that I can. But if it's, I feel like maybe I could wrap my head around it. I'm sure it would still be very tough, but I love that she's a brilliant actor. Do you think she's going to win Best Actress, get the nomination? I mean, as I said, as I as I said weeks before, and as I will say weeks from now, yes. Best Actress is going to be a bloodbath. Wow. Like, it, it, there's just so many people in the running, and they're all amazing, so... Who knows? I mean, but I'm just glad that like she has this platform now. She gets this so that she will have amazing roles in the future. Because fuck, wow, fuck, she is good. She I is love that. so this this scene. I can't get this scene out of my mind. I could mm. watch it over and over again. She is so good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, I didn't really consume much new content besides Taylor Swift's Midnight's, which we have talked about enough. <laughs> but I do just want to say to anyone who has consumed the podcast or watched our reaction video or watched the TikTok reaction of Antihero, which now has like 350,000 views or something. Oh, I just checked. It's like up to 400,000. <laughs> I want to say thank you. As much fun as we, of course, have on camera and, you know, on the podcast every week. It's a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> especially these like long form album reaction things. So people finding us and becoming, you know, getting interested in us and wanting to know more about what we do and like the content we put out into the world is very reassuring that we're on the right track. Again, Matt Steele's mentioned we've been doing this for a long time and it feels like weirdly just now we're like hitting our stride. I've said that several times, but it yeah. does feel true. So as much work as it was, even though it was like bookended with me, like resting a lot on Friday and resting a lot on Sunday, it takes a lot out of you. And so the fact that it's being received so well and people are excited to learn more about us makes it all worth it. So just thank you. I'm going to end with a thank, thank you on a thankful a note. Thankful Kelly Clarkson note. and her chunky hair would be so <laughs> proud of me in 2012 because I'm thankful. Thankful. For the blessings. Baby, you better get your rest because you've worked hard <laughs> this week getting that video. I really have. Take your rest and then listen to Carly Rae's album. I mean, it is I, very good. I will listen good. to The Loneliest Time, but I really didn't get around to it's it this good. week. It's good. Carly, it, it took four albums but Carly Rae has finally released a ballad <laughs> <laughs> called Go Find Yourself or whatever. Is it nice? It's oh. so good. It's it kind of country. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's my favorite on the album. Wow. I, also, I also love the title track, which is kind of like a disco number. Yes. Um, I really like a bad thing twice is really good. I mm. like the opening track. I like, and the, the a pre-release that she released, what's it called? Uh, Talking to yourself. It's good. When I first listened to it, I was kind of like, Oh, this is nice. But then listening to it in the context of the album, I was like, Oh fuck. This is great. All <laughs> like, right. I love this. So, yeah, those are my favorites on uh, The Loneliest Time. Matt Palmer. I will listen. Give it a listen. I will give it a listen. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Is there anything else you need to tell the people? That we love you all. Thank you all to all the new people. Yes. Like, thank you. We for, really appreciate it. Yes. We love you all. We'll talk to you this time next week. And everybody have a great, great week. Bye. 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 